Uh, now I don't know how to start the show. Go. Okay, hey. so we don't we don't have a good way to start the show, so we're just going to start the show. Go. The end. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, I'm about to leave uh, for a vacation here in just a little while, so we're fitting in one last show this week before I leave. We're not going to have a show next week, or I don't know. You guys can have a show next week. I'm not going to be here. Where are you going? Can you tell? I, I'm going to uh, the beach with my family. There's a soccer tournament over oh, cool. spring break, so we're going to spend a couple days on the beach and then play a bunch of soccer. And then after that, I'm going to another kind of private event on the way back up. Um, meeting a bunch of other YouTube people, and I'm looking forward to that. Just because well, that's that thing low. I wasn't invited to. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's smaller this time than it was last time. Nobody so I think I'm a lot cool. of people were not invited to it. Um, but I think it's smaller on purpose. So Dave, you and I'll have our own thing. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what he's talking about. And we can talk about it in the after show. After, right. after show. And then uh, for the Patreon members, will you post the coordinates of the beach that you're going to be at at the time? <laughs> Sure. After I leave, I will. After cool. I leave, go check it out. <laughs> what do you guys been up to? I'm almost finished with my boat. I'm in the home stretch. It'll be exactly 11 months since I started it. When I'm wow. When I call it done, I started May 5th, and now, uh, yeah, it'll be actually 12 months. <laughs> 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll huh. be uh, it'll be sh- three weeks shy, two weeks shy of 12 months. I mean, wow. you could just procrastinate a little bit and make it right at one year well, <laughs> if you want. I have to post it this month. Oh. So, yeah, I, I promise I post the part two this month. It's a Carolina Shoe Sponsored video, and it's uh, so happy it's over. And I keep thinking, where am I going to run it? Because the little lake I was thinking I was going to bring it up to, I can only row. I can't run a little motor. And I have a little motor, which needs a little fixing by maybe today I'll get that motor. It it's, was completely restored from horrible condition but there's just like two or three little tweaks it needs to be done and this is 1920 johnson motor it's really it looks really cool on the boat it looks like something from the 1920s the boat and the thing went on it looks really cute and i actually bought a, a janky set of row of a, a, a janky set of oars off of amazon i will ultimately make make a set of oars <laughs> hang on hang on just a second what were yeah. you going to call those uh, I was going to say row, row, rowing devices. I don't know what <laughs> rotors. You said row, and I was like, I know he means oar, but it sounds like he's about to say rowing spoons. That's just <laughs> <laughs> There's your title. Sorry, proceed. Ro- yeah, uh, so I was gonna. I'm gonna make a pair of rowing spoons eventually. But <laughs> in fact, this week. So you, you guys ever see like the big the big utensils on the wall that kind of feel African? The big utensils like in the seventies they used to be all over the place for some reason, like a big mm. fork and a spoon that would hang in the kitchen. So those are two. Th- I'm going to make those on the bandsaw this week. So when I make them, I'm not making rowing spoons. I'm <laughs> making large kitchen utensils for fun. But I bought oars. They're kind of ugly looking. They look kind of sporty. I was going to kind of sand off some of the colors on them for the video. And uh, I was thinking this piece of property we just got has a tiny little pond on it i can't call it a lake because it's actually you can with with some creative yeah with some creative photography i might make this thing look bigger than it really is no i actually looked this up when we've moved to kentucky what is the difference between a lake and a pond thinking that there was some sort of a size requirement there is no difference Mm. you can call either one either one oh they're they're just still bodies of water Hmm. so i have a giant lake if you're if you're an <laughs> well, ant, that's a, lie. a giant lake on there, so I was going to maybe do it there because there I could play with the motor on a private property. But there's this big, beautiful lake that has American bald eagles, and people go there to watch the bald eagles. 
but you can't run a motor on it. You can only use use uh, rowing spoons. So <laughs> I'll see. I'm excited to give it a shot. I'm not. I'm not a big water lover. I'm excited to get it in the water and get it done, but I'm not looking forward to like falling really? in the water at the water's edge. You know, all that fun stuff. Get my boot soaked. It, is that why you don't like it, or do you just like not enjoy swimming, or like do you not want to get wet, get all of your clothes wet in the wrong context, or do you just not really enjoy water? I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of going near the water. Really, in general. Hmm. I was. I used to like the ocean when I was a little kid, but then one day I was like, "This isn't fun." Mm. I'd rather be in the workshop. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the beach for a different reason. Just because if there weren't for sand, the beach would be all right. But the sand part is, yeah, yeah, hmm. the sand. Not, the sand is not horrible. Crazy about it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So and then, uh, oh, my bandsaw tips video is doing well. It's funny. Uh, we were we were, we were talking last week about you know videos doing bad, doing good, and the bandsaw tips video I figured would do okay. And last night I looked, it got like twenty five thousand views just yesterday, like four days later. Wow. And like when you look at the graph, it goes like this, and then goes up at the very end, That's which a good is sign. very very exciting. It's something you don't see a lot of these days, and. So I changed the thumbnail. I've never really fiddled with thumbnails. We could talk about this more when we, we talk about uh, the subject. But I never really fiddled with thumbnails. I know both you guys have played with that. But I've been experimenting with playing with thumbnails and putting them on my community page at Drew's request. Uh, Drew, uh, Drew Witt has been giving me some guidance. And I put up a, a video that had 60-something thousand views where I make a, the ab crunching thing that you put your elbows on and lift your knees. That video, I changed the thumbnail to some innocuous, ugly, little, weird thing in the video. Because those things, you see this, it's like, this is something I never would have thought. And then it's got 16 million views and you go and it's a guy who like cut a two by four and a half and put a hinge on it for no real yeah. reason. You know, so I'm kind of taking a playbook, taking a page from those playbooks and so I just grabbed some random thing and I'm like, I needed this to be healthy. That was, and I got 4,000 views overnight from a video that I posted three months hmm. ago. So crazy. I'm experimenting with that this week. So if anybody sees some weird posts on my community page, I'm just seeing if anybody's paying attention. Try not to get too clickbaity, but I was doing the trick bait thing that we talked about. <laughs> trick baity. And, uh, oh, and then. Uh, what else am I working on? Oh, I started working on some leather wallets. The video will be out in a couple of weeks. I'm kind of ahead of the curve with some stuff. And yeah, I, I'm working on this boat. This is a fake boat. I've showed it on Instagram for Blue Point Brewery. It's a big fake boat that's been here since November. And that's almost done. So thank God that I'll get my whole floor space back. And then I promise I'm going to start working on the pool table that I keep telling that's everybody. Sure. Wait, this. pool table boat. <laughs> pool table boat bar. Pool table boat bar. That you use big spoons and fork with <laughs> rose spoons. It's funny. Our pool table has not seen the light of day since last summer. We started getting vanities and bathroom stuff in late summer, early fall, and oh. it, it, they would end up on there. And then as we had a place to put the vanities, as they were building the bathrooms, we had no linen closet. So it just became a place to put sheets and towels and stuff. And it is just, and it's still not completely uncovered. So we have a pool table, but it's just a big place to put stuff. And it's worked out well for that. Yeah, it's yeah. a table. 
It's a table. Yeah, our ping pong table has been that for as long as I can remember. It's just a giant surface that holds a lot of stuff. So it holds a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, David, what have you been up to? We've got one video that I don't want to talk about too much, but in the style of my Facebook ads videos, they've done very well. So uh, in that particular style, we shot a video buying the five most expensive tools on banggood.com. Are you familiar with banggood? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's a way more legit than the Facebook ads videos for sure. You get like tracking and, and real shipment yeah. notifications and everything and everything came pretty quick and right away. So yesterday we shot me kind of like using and reviewing all those tools. And I think that video is coming out on Sunday and I don't want to give away the outcome of that, but that was, re- those are really fun to make. And then those tools, if we ever find that second property, we're going to have a a tiny little minimalist shop. And those tools will end up in that tiny little minimalist shop. So, And then tomorrow, Daniel's coming back over and we're going to work on the Magna Doodle video. I think we talked about that last week where we went and bought a Magna Doodle. So we took it apart. And when you you draw on the Magna Doodle, it's got a white screen. And then you use the little magnetic pen and... It, it brings up these little metal dust pieces to the screen, and it kind of sticks. When you take it apart and you flip it over, it's inverted. So the whole screen is covered with the little metal dust. It's and then where you right. And then where you drew, yeah, it's it, it's white. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. The Magna Doodle was the holy grail in, in the early 90s when I was in the toy business. Everybody wanted their version of a Magna Doodle. Hmm. We used to take them and break them apart. There's like a little gel in it and you just pull these iron filings from one side to the other with a magnet. There's great, like a little... Great, great idea. Yeah, there's a little honeycomb pattern in there mm-hmm. that holds the holds the little shavings. Mm-hmm. And then when you... To, to erase it, you swipe it with a magnet which pulls everything away from the face. You know, the yeah. viewer face. Pulls it to the back. Yep. Cool. Okay. I gotta switch gears. David, I have your next idea for you. Please. Do you remember Wooly Willy? Yeah. You hmm. need to make a Wooly Willy of yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you're, you don't have any hair up top. You can easily shave oh. your beard. You can make your own. I, f- I forgot about these. Yeah. Oh, Please man. do that. You can make like a cool frame to put around it and little uh, pictures of yourself with like different versions of a beard, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I totally forgot about this. Every kid my age has had one of these. Every yeah. single kid, They're yeah. Awesome. Like you the, could make that. You could recreate the type up cro- up top, like with your name and some other you know clever thing, and like have it three D text. Oh and, yeah. It would be fun to do the whole thing out of wood because <laughs> it looks like it has Jimmy. What's it called? The little J hook hole for the. Yep, you, that's it. J hook. Like just incorporate that into the wood, so it looks like it's supposed to hang on a on a, on a J hook. Yeah. Oh man, that brought back some <laughs> memories. <laughs> you, can, you can make a little vacuum seal front for it if you have a machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can really make it without the machine, I think, just with a heat gun. Yeah. And, um, these are the type, types of things that the grandparents would get us to keep us quiet on road trips. Yeah. It's like you go into the convenience store, and there's, like, all the cheap toys right up front. And, or like, you know, Mad Libs and stuff like that. And they would get that just to... Mm. 
Yep. Remember there's a thing with somebody's profile in a, in a chain and you're supposed to like move the chain around like a moving line? Like maybe it would be for the nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a side pro. It's like a line drawing of somebody's face from the side, but like the nose to the, from the bridge of the eyes to the top of the lip is a chain. So you could change the shape of someone's nose. You ever see that one? It's like no. in the Wooly Willy category. Huh, crazy. It's like a little black chain and you can move it around and it's just like a moving line. Those little, uh, remember the little, the, uh, we could, this show should just be nostalgic toys. The little, it's filled with water and it's got the little pumps on there and you try to get the yeah. rings to yes. land on. Yeah. I've thought about just, making one of those and oh, the, there's yeah. a different shape because I that thing is just a cool mechanism yeah. to do that. Me and my sister had all those. That was exactly my age window. I remember Christmas morning we had like five or seven of those things. My dad bought all the different water pumps things. Hmm. It was funny. You squirt water to get the things circulating. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah, so I think that should be your next project. I just decided for you. So It's you, on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Anything else? You doing anything else? I didn't mean to. No, I think uh, um, that is that is it. So you got the the Ben Good video that next, and then we'll work on the wooden magna doodle. Cool. Well, I've been working on um, my stairs. I have a set of stairs going up to my boys' room that kind of converted attic space, and it was the last big area of carpet in our house because I took up all the carpet when we moved and put down hardwood floor. And the stairs, I knew that there was nothing underneath the carpet, you know, other than just like a two by eight. So I've kind of avoided dealing with it. But finally getting to that, and I've got kind of a interactive idea that I'm working on electronic stuff to put around the stairs. And But it's, it's taking a long time and turns out to be a lot of work. So here's an interesting thing. You know, like when you're <clears> – <throat> when you're – Looking at stairs, you have the skirt. Sometimes you have a skirt on the side of the stairs, like a piece of trim that runs up like a diagonal line up the staircase. And then it it follows the up and down of each stair. I would have assumed that they, and this is just me not knowing any better, I would have assumed that they would put down the stairs and then they would cut those that skirt with the stair pattern set it in place so that it could be pulled off. And then, especially if you're carpeting, you can carpet over that, cover the seam between the stair and the side of the skirt. Well, apparently, at least in our house, and I looked it up and it's pretty common, that they actually put these uncut 1x12s down against the wall, they paint them, and then they lay the stairs in front of them. Which I guess makes sense if you don't ever plan on taking up the rough stair tread and rise. You know, if that's always going to be there, then that doesn't matter. But then you have a piece of trim, a big piece of trim, that's built onto the wall behind a stair tread that you can't take out. So I was making an assumption because I was going to take it out and do something with it, and it's behind the stairs. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having to go back with a little... We call them zerp zerps, the <laughs> you know the rotary tool, yeah, and or whatever oscillating tool. So I had to go back and actually cut that stair shape. This is like a thirteen step stairwell. That's a so lot I had of work. To go, yeah, it's, you got a lot of replacement blades in that. Those things. Yeah, out actually, I went through one blade, and it didn't actually take as long as I thought it was going to. Oh wow, that's good. Kind of crazy, but um, yeah, so. I ended up cutting this thing off, and then there were just a couple of finish nails that were holding it against the wall. So it was not hard to take off, but it just seemed like a weird choice 
but I guess in the construction at that point, you're just trying to get it done and you're, you know, it doesn't matter how it's connected if it's being covered by another layer. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that's one thing I had to deal with the other day that slows it down. So this whole thing is going a little bit slower than I expected. So you're, you're reskinning the set of stairs. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, and then building on some electronics, using some lighting and some sensors and stuff to Mm -hmm. make it more interesting. But it's kind of a level up type video. So the beginning of it is, okay, you can take up some carpet, you can get some stair treads, finish them, lay them down. And like, you can have better stairs and then you can do this and then you can do this. It's one Mm -hmm. of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty cool, but it's, it's turned into those second and third layers of, and thens. I, I kind of thought through them and then I kind of didn't. So, as I'm going along, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot to p- put a thing for the thing. Hmm, I forgot about the... Was it going to be like a piano, a set of piano keys? And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I did think about that. I did think about that. Uh, and I decided against it for a couple of reasons, but mainly because my kids are going to go up and down it, and that would get old after about a minute. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, but, boom, You got to yeah, make them exactly. go like, they go, boom, 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 boom. So I thought it'd be cool originally to do that with us. A song. So as you went up and down the stairs, you were playing a song up and then a different song coming down. But then that introduces you got to figure out which direction you're going and if you have more well, than one person on the stairs. Sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you so, heard, if if they went like a, like like a cartoon up and down, yeah. you would know which direction everybody's going. That's true. That's true. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. I can't okay. even go high notes. Total, totally unrelated. I don't know why I'm telling you this other than it was just funny. So the other other night, one of my kids had strep. My youngest had strep. And he was all right, but we gave him some medicine. He had a fever. He went to bed. And so we go get in bed. And then after a few minutes, I hear somebody coming down these stairs. And they're all covered with cardboard and then tape boom, and boom, stuff boom, right boom, now. Boom, boom, I, boom, boom. <laughs> no, so I hear him coming down. And I go out. And I'm like, hey, buddy, what's what's going on? What are you doing? He's a, He's sleepwalking. He was, like, totally out of it because of the fever and his medicine. So he just, like, plops down on the couch, and he's like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I just, I just came down. I'm like, okay, but you need to go to bed. And he's like, yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom, though. So he gets up and starts to walk to the bathroom. I'm like, well, go up to your bathroom upstairs because you're sick, and, you know, we're keeping the germs in one place. And he's like, okay. So he just turns around and walks up the stairs. I go back to bed. And then a minute later, I hear people yelling. And so I run upstairs, and... He's in the bathroom, just went to the bathroom, but he's standing there still asleep and he is so upset and he's having some weird hallucination dream and he's like, I had a hundred dollars. This is like a 10 year old. I had a hundred (laughs) dollars and all of a sudden it just went away. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) He's dreaming about being a YouTuber. (laughs) You need to go to bed. I was like, you need to go to bed. And he was so distraught. And it was like one of those moments where I was laughing really hard, but I also felt bad. Because to him, it was totally real. And whatever he was dreaming was, you know, actually happening. But so we got him back in bed. And then he got upset again. And then it turned into $1,000. Then he had $1,000. And it just yeah. literally went away. That's it how life a works. YouTuber, is a YouTuber right. with time, nine, time, nine years under his belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he was just dreaming about taxes. Anyway, that was a funny thing, semi-related to the stairs, only because he was going up and down the stairs. So I've been working on the the stair thing, um, and we're going to be skipping, like, this week and 
uh, next week is the while I'm gone is going to be the soccer goal video thing that I was talking about. We finished that one up, and then Josh is going to be doing another bed for one of his kids, a different, totally different style bed. So he's gonna they're gonna shoot that while I'm gone. So there'll be a video on the channel that I'm not going to be in at all. I think. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting, just something different for us. So yeah, we're doing that, and we're actually. Uh, we're beginning to get ready for a trade show. Have I told you all about mm-hmm. this at all? So, did I talk about it on here? That I don't recall. Okay, so it's kind of weird. We're we're doing more with selling our courses, and we ended up having a conversation with. Oh, you Josh's did mention wife. this is a trade show for schools. Yeah, it's like homeschool yeah. convention, and so I guess I did talk about it. So basically. Uh, while I've been working on these videos, Josh has been built, designing and building out the um, our booth. And it's just a weird thing. I went in yesterday and there's like a mock-up booth in the office with like tape on the floor for the right size. And we're like the table's there and we're trying to figure out like, okay, well, where do you come in? And where do we put the point of sale for people? And how are we talking to the, you know, like where does the bro- brochure go? And it's a totally different thing for us to think about. And um, it's kind of interesting to see everybody's attention shift to something that's it's related but it's a very different it's a different has like a different intent and so we're having to think about sales and keeping people at the booth but not keeping people at the booth too long because it's you know it's only like 10 feet wide so you want people to pass through and you know having to like figure out is the best way to sell this just giving them a qr code and hoping that they go follow through or having a you know, a card reader thing there and attach that to sell the course. And I don't know, it's interesting and it could be a really good thing, but it's a very different type of just overall big thing to think through. I'm having to make a, um, which I haven't started on it yet, but I'm going to have to make a sled for R2D2 so that I can like, cause he, he stands at an angle, right? He's got three legs and he, and his legs are, you know, this front foot is further out. So the whole thing is kind of at an angle. And I need to be able to move him quickly to get him into a car and out of a car. So I have to make a sled that rolls up behind him, straps around him, and then you can lean it back to get him off the ground and put the weight on casters. It's just a weird thing. And other people have done this. It's not like I have to create this from nothing. But it's a just a strange thing. You know, I have to make a sled for my robot so that I can get it in and out of a car. Is he going to be there at the show asking people if they'd like to sign up? Yeah, pretty much. He's going to be there to get attention. <laughs> you put like a fake Dilbert tie on him, like just a collar, with like a black tie, <laughs> and a pen clip holder on his chest. Just like a pair of glasses, but it's only one lens, just one big lens over his big eye. Yeah. So we've been doing that and, uh, you know, getting ready to travel and all that type of stuff. So that's kind of what I've been into. Um, we were looking for an idea what to talk about today and i don't remember who said it who said the thing i think jim i said what did i, I was i forget the no, topic taking, actually i'm not taking responsibility yeah, what is the topic i forgot <laughs> oh great it was something about was, like what do you do when you don't have an idea what did you say whoa you, d- you download you download when you don't have an idea you download a sound effects board <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I, was, I was looking for the stat, the <laughs> stairs sound effect. I couldn't find it. Uh, Carry on. Anyway, 
But it was like, all right, if you don't have an idea and you have to get something done. Right. Uh, I don't remember how you said it, though. You said it in a very simple way. But what do you when do? You have, when you have no ideas, what do you do? Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, many times, like, going for inspirational walks and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a matter of that. I think it's more interesting to say, like, if you're in a pinch, you have to make a video or you have to make a thing or you have to solve a problem, but you just don't have the idea at the moment. Right then, not like I'm going to go read books and you know, not not that thing. Yeah, but what do you do? Well, it's uh, I I think I might have mentioned this last week, so hopefully this isn't boring. But the the video that is doing so well for me right now, first time I did a, a good video in, in a few months, or have a high performing video. They're all good. Just people don't know it yet. But the video of the model. <laughs> blew in the mic again. <laughs> sorry, this cat hair ever. <laughs> He blew in the mic before. So the model of the 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 workshop, I owed I owed type on the third video, and I was kind of getting pressured to perform to to put it out because it was past its due date. And my agent said, "When are you going to put out a video?" I said, "I'll do it this week with no idea." And I had no idea what I was going to do because I already did the Eiffel Tower, which kind of came out cool. I did a bridge, and then I needed something that like kind of summed up that series. I told them I was going to do ice cream stick videos. They loved it. And I thumbed through a book and I saw like a concept model idea, which I had written a long, long time ago. And I was like, okay. But it was just a few days. It was like, so it might've been the day before we started. might've been like on a Tuesday evening, I thought of it and then put the video out Friday. And now that video is closing in on half a million views. But the idea of just, I, I sometimes go on autopilot where I don't, it's also because I've trained myself for so long to not worry about when the idea is going to come. I could always thumb through a book, look around a little bit. I start Googling a little bit. You know, if I have like a notion of an idea, but I can't see the finish. Usually when I see the finish, when I could see the finish, I could just jump right into it. That's the easiest part. Well, I mean, that's the hardest part is to see the finish and the rest of it is easy for me. But the to get to, get to the idea, I just trust my instincts that something's going to come. So... I'm kind of on this treadmill where I have to put a video out each week. I, I actually enjoy the challenge of not having an idea on Monday, vaguely kicking around some ideas on Tuesday, nothing's really kicking in. Wednesday after we talk, I start solidifying an idea. And then I usually kick on Thursday and Friday. Maybe if I need Saturday, I'll put the video out on a Sunday. And there are other videos, of course, that are in the background that are slowly developing until they're ready, like the boat. But... In general, these sort of one-week videos, I just rely on my instincts that something's going to come up. And if it's like last night, I did the spoon video for a reel. I'm trying to do a reel also. I'm just trying to develop my short-form content. I didn't. I knew I wanted to do a spoon, but I didn't think about what the wood was going to be or anything until seconds before I started. And the inspiration was in the morning. I have this short spoon to get my coffee out of. I usually keep coffee grinds in, a, in an old jar. And the spoon I have is too short. So it's like, I need like a proper spoon for this. And I could just use a metal one, but that's boring. So now here it is 12 hours later last night. I was like, oh, let me do a spoon video. Let me make it a little bit longer so I can get at the bottom of that coffee jar. So like little bits and pieces like this, little bits of inspiration like the coffee grinds hmm. and stuff tend to put like a little pin in an idea throughout the day. But you just got to be conscious of it. You got to be conscious of all the little weird idiosyncrasies that occur before your eyes. You know, your eyes are sucking all this stuff in. So throughout the day, you just got to 
keep sucking stuff up and relying on your history of idea generation. And, you know, there is a friend of mine that's always like, I have no ideas, I have no ideas, I have no ideas. I was like, I say this all the time. Just find something in your environment and just remake it. Mm-hmm. There's things all around you. You know, find. I always use the napkin holder as an idea, but one day I'll actually make a real napkin holder. I'm going to make a, an electronic napkin holder that tells you your mood when you say it. It's going to remind <laughs> you it's like you've grabbed too many napkins at this point. It's like... Can you reuse what's on front of you? That's what's the, the napkin holder is going to remind you. It's like, really? You've already taken four for this plate. Really? Do you need another one? That's what it's going to say. For for your friend, I would suggest like have a piece of have have a notepad and a pen on you all day, and then for that yeah. entire day, for that entire week, anytime you're bothered by something, the way you don't like the way something works, or you don't like the way yep. something looks, or you have a issue write it down because that's a problem that you can solve with you know with your with your making skills there's so many times where i'm like i don't like how i organize this and then it, that thought is just there for that particular moment and then i never think about it again until it bothers me again but if i wrote it down and it's in a place mm-hmm. for me to look at oh you know what i got nothing to do this evening i'm gonna i'm gonna work on making something so for for myself, this is a this is a thing that's it, it's kind of in progress. How I'm trying to figure out how to move on to the next steps without ideas. But recently, we've been working without plans, and I'm still trying to get over that because I'm always worried that I'm not going to come up with something cool. But in the end, usually it works out just fine. So tomorrow, when we start this Magnadoodle project. I don't know what the what it's going to look like at the end. I don't even know where we're going to start. And that does bother me, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be okay. I'm just going to we're just going to go start planing some wood. We're going to start milling it up and squaring it up and we're just going to work on one little thing at a time. The the Jimmy Duresta solution is just get get to step 1 and then figure out what yeah. you need to do to step 2. And a lot of times with what I'm doing the cool stuff is all the little embellishments at the end. So I just got to get the main frame of this thing done and then just figure out, you know, what, how it's going to be structured. And then the second half of the project can be all the cool little, little details, all the fun stuff. That's an interesting point. Yeah. I mean, doing the utility, the necessary parts first Mm -hmm. and then give yourself time to find the, the actual creative like last steps or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give yourself time and also just kind of clear your brain of the of, of the work and just like right. make room in your brain for the creative stuff. Yeah, this might really only apply to like YouTubers, but no, not necessarily. When when I'm half-baked on an idea and I'm not really feeling it or, or I know I want to go in a direction of making, say for instance, and I just, I just looked at somebody's video of making a treasure chest let's say I want to make a treasure chest and I don't know exactly what I'm doing or if I'm not really feeling it. I'll go and on video collect the materials because I know that at least has to happen. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least to have a piece of the video of me collecting the materials, at least to begin the beginning of the transformation. So I'll shoot that. For me, once I have a vision, the rest is super easy. When I don't have a vision, it's still difficult, but sometimes I still have to start. Even if I don't have a vision, I'll get the materials and it'll start to, to solidify the vision. So that, that helps to kickstart an idea. When you have no ideas, just pretend like you do. And, you know, at least if you can zero it down to a category, or I'm going to make an end table, or I'm going to... 
I remember uh, this reminds me too. Like I, I had to make had I had to make a video for some obligation. There was a little advertisement in it, and I didn't have a good idea. And somebody said, "Oh, can you make a table?" And I was like, "Table's so boring." And then like it occurred to me, like, "Oh, make three tables." So in the video, I made three end tables. It was when I pulled my porch apart, so I made it out of the old porch planks. And those tables now are useful. They're around a couple of the beds in here in the house. But the video performed really well. And I was just like, okay, how to make something boring somewhat interesting by making three of them, three different sizes. And then I could also focus on different techniques of how I made them. Even though they're very similar, I focused on different techniques each time I did one of them in the, in the build series. So. You said something that really hit me. Uh, pretend that you have the idea. I, I think in the after show last week, I mentioned I'm going through guitar lessons to try to get rid of some bad habits and just learn some things mm-hmm. that I never learned. And in one of the lessons, the, the instructor, he's just like, pretend you know how to do it. And mm. I was just like, oh, uh, no, because you put these little blocks on. You're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But pretending you know how to do it, like it, it kind of changed. It flipped the switch. That's so I had a really crazy I I didn't even mention if you guys noticed I went ice skating this weekend for the first time in 40 years. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Paul Jackman did a video where he made a bunch of ice sticks with Total Boat and it was a Carolina Shoes video and so he had I think he made 13 or 14 ice uh, hockey sticks. Did I say ice sticks? Hockey sticks. <laughs> what, is an I, what is an ice stick? Well, I don't did know. I say ice stick? <laughs> what the hell is it? What is an ice stick? Jimmy dressed a the hockey ice sticks. Stick. Yeah, uh, so he made 13 hockey sticks, and then he got us all together. And he said, and he goes, do you think you could ice skate? I was like, I haven't ice skated in 40 years. I don't think I can. But when I got on the ice skates for the first time, he had a bunch of his friends come and show up with gear. So we all had shared gear. So I put on some strange ice skates. First time, I was never also, I was always like nervous to put on hockey ice skates when you're a kid that's sort of like a threshold of like professionalism that you pass. You go from like the figure skating ice skates with like the, the serrations at the tip so you could slow down and stop and then i put on so i went straight away first time in 40 years i went straight away to hockey skates and i did good i did really good but in the middle of like me first beginning to try it early in the day i'm like just pretend like you know what you're doing just pretend and i just kept saying that to myself and then by the way i was having a really hard time i was sticking close to the wall but then i got a hockey stick in my hand even though it wasn't part of my video on camera stuff i just got a hockey stick to play with that helped my balance. And then I just me leaning on the stick and pretending like I was playing. But I remember saying to myself that day, just pretend like you know what you're doing. And just watch the guys that are really good. Everybody was really good except for me and Graz. And I said, just pretend like you know what you're doing. And I kept saying that to myself. And the more I said that to myself, the better I got at playing. Well, I was just really, I was the referee, but I just, the better I got at just literally being able to skate. So I just kept saying, pretend like you know what you're doing. So... There you go. It's a good example of that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking when I was listening to you talk earlier, Jimmy, about how I how I deal with this if I don't have an and I very often don't have an idea. You know, I mean, it's that's a pretty common thing for me. It's not like I'm just flush with great ideas. And I think I've found myself in the past when I get stuck and I just don't know what to do I start going through the list of kind of tedious stuff that I have to do that's when like the the chores list in the shop kind of comes out mm-hmm. and even though some of those those problems to be solved don't really feel like they're creative to me 
it can end up causing something creative. So like I've, uh, if I get stuck somewhere, I'll just move around the shop and look for cleaning kind of does it because it uncovers tools and it uncovers materials and stuff, but also just, all right, what's a thing that needs to be solved that's not interesting, but it still has to be solved. And it's, you know, how to hang these things on that shelf or whatever. And in the process of doing that, you're, you're still working the muscle of problem solving, even though it doesn't feel like a creative solution. And usually that, that kind of like getting sped up, getting spun up is the thing for me that is enough. It's just starting to solve a problem ends up causing me to look at something else around that's in the space and be like, oh, oh yeah, well, I could, I could use this instead. And then, then you just made a creative solution to a boring problem. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's the creative solution. It doesn't really matter how interesting the problem is. And I think a lot of times I will get hung up in the other direction, and I think I have to have an interesting problem to solve. Right. I mean, those are kind of hard to come by after a while, you know. So it's an interesting solution for me rather than an interesting problem. So I have to, I don't know, I just find something boring that's on the list, start working on it, and then, you know, that'll that'll usually help. Another thing you, you mentioned, like, when we were, before we hit record, we were talking you said something about this, and I was like, oh, okay, well, there's an idea. And you said, just hit record. And I don't know if you meant hit record right now so that we can start talking about it and we don't forget, or if yeah. you meant as a solution to this problem, just hit record, but it works either mm-hmm. way. Yeah, right, so right, right. I, Yeah, I think that's another really good thing. That's similar to what you know, you've know you always said, just get started and something else will happen. I think it's the same idea. Like, yeah. go ahead and get moving. Go ahead mm-hmm. and and just you know, grab your materials or, you know, do the utility part. I mean, we've all said the same thing, but I think making some motion toward the thing is probably. Another good thing for me is I like going to Home Depot or Lowe's. You go, you go there and you start looking around. If you have zero ideas and you're like, let's say, for instance, I got to build something. And we're talking about fulfilling the obligation of making a video. But in general, if you're a home person and you want to make something and you, you just had to scratch the itch of making something, you know, you have Sunday off and you want to fill it with like a build Go to the store and look around for a new tool that you haven't. Like I bought the track saw this weekend. I bought a, a track saw, a, a Festool track saw, which I've never had. It's the first, actually, it's really the first Festool I ever actually bought. When I was with Taylor, she bought me the, the domino joiner. It was a Christmas gift 10 years ago. So I had that, and now I have a track saw, so I have Festool. So buying a new tool will inspire a project that you wouldn't think of. I think also, I mean, even without spending money, though, the same idea can apply Mm -hmm. just with materials. I've gone to Home Depot before, walked up and down the aisles that I don't really have any business being in, you know, (laughs) like the concrete aisle and stuff like that. And uh, I remember one time I had to make something. I don't remember the situation, but I just went because I was stuck on what the thing was, and I walked up and down that aisle, and I saw those big concrete tubes and then in the next one was like roofing material or something and i ended up getting the clear plastic corrugated roof yeah, stuff yeah there's some cool stuff things. at the end of the roofing aisle where it's like yeah. no man's land you feel like you're in a different store you're like whoa and so all just seeing those materials in proximity to each other led to those giant lightsabers those 12 foot long lightsabers <laughs> that i did years ago mm-hmm. and that was just because i didn't know what to do and i went walking around you know in the store mm-hmm. so i think even just seeing materials even if you don't buy those materials, it can just give you a different set of inputs, you know. Because, yeah. I mean, it's easy. I'm with you on the buying tools. Like, if you get a new tool, you want to use it. But yeah. you have to pay for the tool. 
So yeah. that's you know, well, that track saw showed up. I bought it on Sunday or Saturday, and yesterday I used it. I'm working on a project for. Uh, Hello, I'm not here. Hold on. <laughs> my my phone rang. Um, I'm working on a project. Taylor's got a client, so I'm building something for one of her clients, and I used the tracks all day yesterday. It was better mm-hmm. than me wrestling sheets of MDF through the table saw, which is probably what I otherwise would have done. But using the track saw laid out flat, I, I made such fast progress. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, something I wouldn't have thought to do. I would have just wrestled everything through the table saw. Did that influence the solution at all? Or was it just simplifying Oh, no, well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's simplified the work because the design is already done. So it's all written out on paper I by see. an architect. So I'm just making some cabinets. But it's the idea of doing it that way isn't something that wouldn't have occurred to me. In the past, I used to use a track saw often. I used to use the DeWalt track saw. But having a fresh saw reinvigorated the, the approach. Okay, so here's a pivot, a weird crossover that I just thought of because I'm looking at my notes here. You mentioned earlier that you've been starting to change uh, thumbnails. Yeah, with Drew's input together, we're playing around with my... Because like, I have such a vast, a vast collection of videos that aren't doing great. And so, even, even just like reviving them by changing the thumbnails and putting a mysterious trick bait name at the front helps. So this may be a little bit of an inside baseball thing for people mm-hmm. that are not YouTube. I'm sorry, but uh, what do you do there if you don't have an idea? Well, so we're taking night, the, same, the same idea, yeah. but applying it to thumbnail stuff specifically. So last man, night it I, drives me crazy. Last night, uh, you said naming things drives you crazy. It just coming up with the thumbnail, wrestling with the whole like process of getting mm. people to pay attention. It yeah. irritates me, but it's part of what we have to do. Yeah, you guys should. You, I'm on air. I'm, I'm I'm saying this. You guys should have a meeting with Drew. He's got some really good ideas. So you and you guys should at least have a phone call with him. I'll introduce you guys. He's got some mm. really interesting ideas, and he's and he's in the mix with all these guys that are doing well with all thumbnails and stuff. He talks to them often, so he really has a. a a, a cutting edge knowledge of what of what's expected and what's going on with that based on everybody's experience. But that being said, last night, for instance, I looked at the video where I did the ab crunch machine, which is didn't break 70,000 video views in months. It's been three months. And I just picked a mysterious image that means nothing. It's the image of the three pads laying on the table that I was working on the three leather pads that go on the machine. And I, I said, I need this to be healthy. And it's not, I mean, it might seem like clickbait. It's like I said, it's not clickbait, it's trickbait. Because you're like, he does, what does he need to be healthy? Though Those three chocolate bars? Or this? So it just creates a little bit of a mystery. It seems like if you just create a little bit of a mystery, like in the past, I'd make a big wooden spoon. I'd be like, big wooden spoon, Doresta. You know, it's like, it seemed like my branding was more important than anything else. And so now I'm, I'm foregoing my branding because what's more important is views and then the branding follows in suit. It's not necessarily the branding first. Because everyone's like, oh, that's that guy that shows off all the time. I don't need to see another video of him showing off. <laughs> and so I stopped using my name in the thumbnails and I stopped putting, you know, this heavily branding stuff. It's just because when you, you see these videos that have 15 million views, it's like, don't ever do this. Yeah. I never thought I'd throw this away. And like, then it's got, what is it? It's a piece of wood with a hinge. There's it's like information no gap. So you're creating yeah. curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you want to, like, ask a question or... So there's lots of little tricks. So I just said, anything's better than what's there now. That was really how I started. So when you think to yourself, anything's better than this video is underperforming now. Anything I do, it can't be any worse. Hmm. Unless I literally show a picture of a foot and say, 
I pick my nose. I mean, that probably will do better. <laughs> huh. Here's a funny, here's a funny, <laughs> now, we're getting, now we're getting into like the inside baseball thing, but my friend Steve Casino, who's the peanut man mm-hmm. on Instagram, everybody. Oh, the meat photo. Steve and I go back, yeah, Steve and I go back 25 years. He's, he's a great dude. He's extremely creative. He's, he's one of the funniest comedy writers I ever met in my life. When we hang out, it's been a long time since we actually saw each other in person, but when we were in the city together, we would laugh so hard. He has the, the funniest sense of humor. But besides that, this is indicative of a sense of humor. The other day, he posted a picture of a close-up picture of, of a, a Reuben sandwich, and it got more likes. It got 500% more likes than anything he's ever posted. So now he puts a picture of a piece of meat, and then you got to scroll through to see his, his, his artwork. <laughs> and he says it in the last few posts. He's like, he goes, well, some reason everybody liked a piece of picture of a piece of meat. So that's what I'm going to do from now on. Wow. Thank you, algorithm. Uh, yeah. I love his art. You should, you should follow him if you don't. Yeah, the peanut guy or Steve Casino yeah. is, his, is his real name. Amazing artist. Incredible toy inventor. He's been involved in so many successful toy lines over the last many, many years. It's just such a humble, sweet, funny guy. He's, he's like, he very much like David Letterman in a sense of humor. That's a, he, mm. he always reminded me of David Letterman. Mm. Go look at Steve's cool. pictures of meat. The funny thing Steve does, he takes these, <laughs> these gaming cartridges, which I, I guess to some people is super valuable. He takes these like obsolete gaming cartridges and he'll cut a hole in them and have like the monster from the game climbing out of the crack in the in the, and then the, the vitriol he gets for d- damaging a classic video game. Oh, I'm sure. And a lot of his posts are him having witty conversations with the trolls about him damaging the things. So they're very very funny. It's like it's really good fodder for being a silly comedian. Um, but yeah, I you know it's. Uh, the worst thing you could do is just sit around and do nothing. You have to start mm. tinkering. You have to go for a walk. The worst thing to do, I, I said that my joke is I'm finally ready to be perfect. I'm finally, I finally achieved the ability to be perfect. There's some quote I wrote down. It's, you got to just, you got to, action will create more action. So to sit around and just literally wait for an idea to hit you like lightning is just like sitting around waiting to get hit by lightning. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's never going to happen. Yeah. You got to walk out in the field with a pole. You got to like jump up and down in the rain with like a, a golf club <laughs> in the air. You got to you got to provoke it. Not actual advice, everybody. Just put a it's disclaimer true. out there. Please don't yeah. do that. Go out in the field of lightning rods. You know stuff like that. That's the only way an idea is going to hit you. <laughs> Get a like you make a lightning rod hat. Imagine that. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Now there's a, I can think of a couple people who might want to do that as a project video. <laughs> yeah, Colin Furs. He's going to wear make a lightning rod hat. That's funny. So, yeah. well, I, I, yeah. I have a question. Uh, you, you know, Bob, you you mentioned, you know, sometimes just going to shop and clean. Sometimes, sometimes that can help. Just just be in the environment. I don't. Maybe I'm the only one in the world, but please let me know if there's anybody else that gets angry while they're cleaning something like (laughs) something about cleaning whether it's the house or the shop all these weird thoughts just i i I pick fights in my brain while cleaning because it's like my brain does it's Hmm. i'm doing something that i'm not wanting to do i'm doing something that doesn't use any brain power so then all of a sudden like I'm making up comments that somebody's putting on my video and how i would how i'd respond where i'm picking fights with 
you know, a family member who disagrees about something. I don't know. I start thinking negative thoughts while cleaning. And it's kind of always been that way. And there's got to be somebody else who shares the, the same well, terrible feelings. I do have I – don't, I don't think I have, like, the always negative thing. But I do – I have noticed that when I get into a task like edge banding, some really repetitive task, and it's going to take a long time to do it. I will start thinking about a particular situation and then I will cycle that situation in my head and I'll kind of go through a conversation over and over, whether it's good or bad or whatever. I just kind of replay it. And so, I mean, I, I kind of feel you on that. Like I do a similar thing. I think the way that I don't do that is when I fill that inactivity with something useful. So like I've learned that when I do a tedious long task like that, I need to be listening to a podcast or an audio book mm-hmm. or put a movie on in the background that I enjoy that's going to like take me to, you know, different places throughout the movie or whatever just to mm-hmm. keep my brain active because otherwise you just sit there and whatever comes up is what your brain's going to think yeah. about, you know. Yeah. So, I do mm. I do a lot of podcasts these days in my free time. But. Something that helps with me and and getting started with something is having a a real deadline. I don't know if you can make an artificial deadline, but not having a deadline on something um, just allows me to to put put off the creative process, put off the drawing. Of course. You need to to give yourself a deadline. I always do that. I'll I'll say by in the next three hours, this is going to happen. Like, for instance, last night I made the decking and that goes inside the boat, which was the last hurdle. And yesterday morning, I said, no matter what happens today, by the end of the day, the decking will be done. And I did get it done. I got a lot of interruptions throughout the day. I had to run around, do some errands. But by the end of the day, the decking was done. Hmm. At like 1 a.m., it was done. I think even somebody who doesn't have like a hard deadline, you know, you have a long deadline that you're trying to hit to get the boat done at the end of the month, right? So for a client. But even somebody who just has the day in their shop... I think you could still kind of create a deadline for yourself in that, you know, this Sunday afternoon is my day in the shop and I need to walk away from that day with the shop, day in the shop with something accomplished, you know? So even without a client or without an outside influence, you can still kind of say, I, I'm deciding that I'm going to have a certain amount of productivity or process or whatever it is at the end of this time in the shop. You know, I think you can still put that on yourself because I know it would be easy if you don't have that outside influence to just be like to just tinker. And in the moment, it feels fine that you're just spending the day like tinkering around in the shop and you get to the end of the day and you're like, man, I didn't really get anything done. I feel that way a lot. Um, But -hmm. I think, you know, what you guys are saying, even putting that self-imposed something at the end of X time. Yeah. It's something you can do for yourself. And a lot of times just writing it down on a piece of paper makes it real. Mm. Yeah. I still still think everybody should have a whiteboard yeah. in their yeah. shop. Uh, a big, you know, obvious, by the door, you can't miss it kind of thing just to keep ideas on, keep yourself accountable, keep measurements on. I, I still think it's like a really useful tool. 
My friend gave me a wipe-off board. It's nine feet long and like four feet high. And it's leaning on the outside of my barn. And it's leaning face in. I was thinking about just turning it around and just keeping ideas on it while I walk by it. Because <laughs> no, I, I can't dedicate a big space to the wall. But and then if I did, I don't have so much junk along the wall. I got to like lean over it to get at it. So mm-hmm. I might just turn it around outside. It's more useful. Even if it gets the ideas get rained off it, it'll force me to think of new ideas. <laughs> I mean, you cut it down, make it smaller. It doesn't need to be that big. Yeah, that's a good point. Mr. I just bought a new saw. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> cool. Well, any other thoughts on on this? Yeah. I think if, you, if you're jammed up, I mean, I, my advice would be to just start doing something. That's what I yeah. say all the time. People sick of hearing me say that. Just do something. Don't do yeah. nothing. Because something leads to something else. 100%. Yep. I felt like that was a good one. Sure. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, uh, let me thank our Patreon supporters. And you guys can find something to recommend. I don't have anything to recommend, mm. so I'm going to have to come up with something as mm. well. Big thanks to everybody that helps us out on Patreon. Uh, we are very grateful for you. Um, and there's a lot of people over there that help us, all different levels. Everybody gets the after show. So. It doesn't matter how you help. We're just grateful that you're there. Uh, We definitely have a group of top supporters who have been around for a long time. um, And we're especially grateful for them. They go above and beyond. So big thanks to Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, Chad's Custom Creations, Grant from Dad, Dad Crafted, Rich at Lowen Designs, Odin Leather Goods, Scott Orham, Stu Morrison, Warren Works, Michael Manegin, Gretchen Hofer, The Web Ranch Woodworks, and Crabtree Creative. We had a new one this week. Andy Woodford. Wood- Thank you, Andy. Woodford. Woodruff. Goodness, I can't even read. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <for hopping on. laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's a horrible, that's supposed to be applause. That's horrible. It sounded like a like a waterfall of gravel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about this one? This is just to announce the new, the new, the new person. Andy. Oh, wrong side of the button. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome, Andy. Here it is. Come, Come on, on in. <laughs> Hold on, here it is. Oh. Oh my god, what? It's a toilet. Look at, look, at the gra- in the bathroom? look at the graphic. I don't know which side of the button I'm supposed to push. I guess it's a, <laughs> it looks like it it's looks, a bunch it look, of buttons with a word on top and below the button. It looks like it looks like an elevator thing. That's what drives me crazy. Hmm. There we go. So anyway <laughs> Do you guys have anything to recommend? I, I'm not talking over Jimmy's soundboard. I'm done. That turns it off. Um, uh, This interview that I watched last night, uh, it's on the GQ YouTube. It's Donald Glover, otherwise known as Childish Gambino, breaks down his most iconic characters. And it's like a 21-minute interview, and it's it's really good. I think Donald Glover works on a different level than than most of us. Um, I mean, he's an actor a stand-up comedian a and a, a musical artist like he just he's constantly creating something and i'm just fascinated by how one person can do so many things and this interview just kind of you get you get kind of be you you can just see that his brain works at a different level than than everybody else it's a really good interview mm. hmm. interesting i'm trying to find the this conversation oh here it is uh, if, if you guys don't know who Paul Hamler is, he makes miniatures. He's been making miniatures for 40 years. And what's cool about Paul is he's been a maker his whole life. He's closing in on 80 years old. 
and he he sent me he he's a, a really really amazing sweet old man and he's he makes incredible things so i'm going to send you guys this it's a conversation with somebody who's closing in on 80 years old and what's cool about him is like he's embraced every segment of technology that's come he says, he goes, I wish I had 3D printing years ago. He 3D prints. Oh. Hmm. He CNCs. He laser cuts. Everything it does to to help his job. And uh, this is just a conversation with him on a podcast. It's an obscure podcast. But uh, this is a great conversation with this gentleman. And uh, he's he's such a sweet guy. We chatted over the years. He's he's. I, I When he first started following me, I was so honored that somebody that this this talented and skillful we are makers is the podcast. I just give you guys the link. So check out Paul Hamler. He's seventy nine years old. I think is what he said. Maybe I'm wrong. He's seventy eight years old, and he makes things <coughs> miniature. He makes mini rifles. And when I say makes the miniature, they look exactly and operate exactly like he makes mini nineteen eleven handguns. He makes mini. He's he started making miniature classic tools. He got into collecting tools and like the, the bug wasn't being itched, so he started mimicking them at one third scale. Pull him. Cool. Um, I don't have anything. <laughs> I'm looking back at I've gone through videos till last year and I just haven't found anything. I don't I don't watch anything. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the second one. So just fill in the okay. space about Yeah, do that. So there's a great Instagrammer named Nicholas Birch. Birchhold, I'm sure I'm probably saying his name wrong, B-E-R-C-H-T-O-L-D. He's, I met him at WorkbenchCon in person, but we met over, over the internet a few years, about a few years ago. He made this beautiful aluminum um, cut of my head, it's kind of like a shifter knob, but it's my head in aluminum. He is a master at modeling and a master at using the 3D CNC machine to his advantage. His stuff is incredible. So check out. He does these uh, beautiful, like a couple weeks ago, I, I bought a mallet from him, button, looks like a button tufted mallet made out of like leather, but it's all obviously CNC'd out of hardwoods. But he does this texture on it, which makes it look like it's made out of like beautifully tufted leather. And he's, he's making this wow. treasure chest. He made this beautiful treasure chest. So you, you see like this button tufted stuff he does. It's all out of walnut. Oh, oh wow. I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. And he's known for this thing too, but you got to go to his page to see the dirty word. You see, cool. he makes he makes he uses a dirty word and he makes a lot of things out of a dirty word. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. We can't say that. Gotcha. See the dirty word. Yep. Yeah. He makes multiple <laughs> dirty words and he makes some things with the dirty word texture. I see. But look at look at that beautiful chest. <laughs> Sweet guy. And uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah. I just, the pun. Anyway. People are piecing it together now. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, I don't have a pick, so you can just take two. Oh, and then I have another bit of news before I forget. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, okay. So Paul and I and everybody, we did the hockey game the other day, and everyone's like, this is so much fun. This is so much fun. Mike from Total Boat was there, and we were all like, we should do this again. And so now Paul is thinking about doing a either annual or two to once a year or twice a year hockey game of makers. So if you're a maker and you want to play ice hockey – in the Northeast, or if you want to come up, whenever the event is, you can come from wherever you want in the world. Paul is putting that together. So reach out to Paul Jackman. I don't have his contact to give out, but you find him on his comment section and his Instagram. Paul wants to put together 
a, let me see if he gave me a contact to reach out to, because he texted me about this. But he wants to try and put together a, let's see. He just said, have him send him a message. So look for, look for Paul on Instagram, Jackman Works. If you want to play ice hockey, and I'll probably come to each one of those just for physical punishment. <laughs> cool. But it was exciting being on the ice playing. Even though I was playing a fake referee, it was really exciting being on the ice. And like one, we were all just goofing around, slapsticking and doing stuff. I was just trying to stay up. And as soon as it was like, okay, we, we're running out of time on the ice. He rented the ice for a two-hour window. Let's get to the game. And then the game started, and it was it was on. Like Even though it was a hmm. joke game, it was on. These guys were really aggressive. Derek played ice hockey in high school, so he was very good. And oh. Several of the other friends that were there, uh, friends of Paul's, they were all very, very, very talented. So it was a fun game. Like Once it got going, it got really – it got real. It yeah. was fun. It was fun. That's cool. So I could see like a real competitive game with like real makers having fun. And then yeah. everyone has to show up with their own handmade ice stick. Hockey stick. And everybody walks away with broken hands and they can't do their jobs for a while. <laughs> ice. Everyone's got to make their own ice stick. Ice sticks. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We won't be back next week. We'll be back the week after that. And uh, we'll see you later. later. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Thank you. Love you. Just get started. Just get started.